Hey folks, my name is Jason Spies and I travel across these great states talking to small business owners, CEOs, policymakers, musicians and mentors about making money, giving back and balancing life. I find out how they prioritize professional and personal time while still making money. Yes indeed, our guests are real heavyweights in understanding business and life. So get ready to relax, learn a little bit, and get a cup of coffee ready because my name is Jason Spies and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Coffee and Capitalism Radio brings you exclusive interviews and distinct content from leaders who drive our economy. And even though we're going through a little bit of a change, we're going to be calling the program the Multimedia Cafe coming up over the next few weeks. The program's going to take a little bit of a shift, but we're going to still continue our original interviews. We're still going to interview CEOs, small business owners, mentors, as well as leaders in innovation, ideas, and inspiration. But we're also going to interview people that are experts in other areas of life as well. Those that know how to balance the fine art of balancing work and family life and prioritizing time. We're going to dig a little deeper into that, so we're going to go with the Multimedia Cafe it's actually going to be a daily program, so this program will be a kind of a weekend review, if you will. We're going to take some of the best interviews throughout the week, package them into this one-hour program, this one-hour radio program and podcast for you, kind of a best of the week, if you will. But right now, it's still Coffee and Capitalism Radio, so we're going to focus on you know how to learn how to live life and make money, but soon, it'll be the Multimedia Cafe Weekend in Review. Right now, let's go down our rundown. By the way, my name is Jason Spies. I'm your host. Not sure if I said that yet. we got a lot going on, so I uh, may repeat myself several times here. But if not, who knows? We'll just kind of roll with it here. Coming up on today's program, Jack Stark, president of Continental Resources, is interviewed by multimedia kidpreneur Otis with our Kids in Capitalism segment. They talk energy, entrepreneurship, and uh, good advice. For young entrepreneurs, Jack Stark, president of Continental Resources. Then we're going to head up to Williston, North Dakota, because they have North Star Caviar. Paddlefish, not the sturgeon, but the paddlefish egg, is a, a caviar in the Midwest, and it's a big seller over in Russia. But Greg Hennessy, co-founder and chairman of the board of North Star Caviar, Caviar is going to give us a little history on the Midwest caviar industry and how they found that niche market for paddlefish eggs. Steve Tidwell, Tidwell Industries, talks about his growing business down in the southern half of the United States. Started in uh, Louisiana, opening a second office, Victoria, Texas, and has aspirations from California to Florida. And looks like 2019 is going to be a great year for Stephen Tidwell, part of our Small Business USA segment. And then Mark Eaton, former Utah Jazz Center, shares his advice on entering the marketplace for the first time, or maybe those people dusting off an old portfolio to get back at it. Mark Eaton, former Utah Jazz Center, emphasizes the uh, importance of teamwork and chemistry within an organization. So that interview you're going to want to stick around for a little later on. That's right, Mr. Seven Feet, was he seven foot six, seven foot five? I forget, Mark Eaton, very tall man. Let's just put it that way, former Utah Center. 
All right, all that plus much more on today's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Today's music is performed by Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. If you'd like to know more information about Tom Pexcamp, the singer-songwriter, freerockandroll.com. That's freerockandroll.com. Or go to the Crude Life and click on the Musicians tab. Tom Pexcamp. Welcome back to Copying Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, the Kids and Capitalism segment, multimedia entrepreneur Otis, and Jack Stark, president of Continental Resources. Hello, my name is Otis with the Kids and Capitalism KidCast, and we're here today with Jack Stark, uh, president of Continental Resources, and we're going to ask you a couple questions. Is that okay? You can. All right. Uh, what was your first job, Mr. Stark? Oh, my first job... Uh, you know, it was actually mowing yards. Mowing yards? Yeah, I started out, uh, I was nine years old when I think back, uh, and I started out with just a couple. I ended up getting it to where I had all I could handle in a week, <laughs> and just myself, personally. And so I, you know, I think I got up to like 15, and, wow, and it was, well, it was a lot of knocking on doors and uh, a lot of uh, hard work as well, but it really taught me a lot because... Uh, you have it taught me how to step out. I mean, be an entrepreneur, step out, and, and you know if you want business, you got to go find it, mm-hmm. and and then you got to deliver, and you got to deliver a product, yep. and it's got to be good. And I had, I remember having this one elderly lady who was very, very specific on how things needed to be done. So she taught me all about quality. All right. Uh, why is the energy industry a good place for young entrepreneurs? For for uh, young entrepreneurs. Oh, gosh. You know, the thing I love about the energy business is that it's always changing and growing. Um, What I've loved through the years and I think would be great for anybody looking to get into this business is that um, it's not a a stagnant business. It, It technology and the evolution of technology has allowed our business, the changes I've seen, I guess I'd say, in the last... 10 years through technology are just phenomenal. In fact, the whole energy renaissance that we've seen is a result of technology, allowing us to harvest rocks that um, you know were previously just considered to be source and sealed, never reservoir. Now we're actually able to tap into those rocks and produce the hydrocarbons <clears throat> that are in those reservoirs through horizontal drilling and the practice simulation technology we use today. So that was stuff that was never on our radar and and, uh, you know, I started out as a geologist when I was in college. I, I, I actually started out going into biology. Oh, and, uh, biology. and I don't know if you want to know all this, 
you no, want to cut totally me off? Absolutely fine. Okay. Well, I started out in biology because I loved oceanography, and I realized that. Uh, that I was in Ohio, and I was a long ways away from the ocean, and that probably wasn't the direction for me to go. So I always liked rocks and geology, and I went into it, but I did not know where, where the career opportunities were with geology. So uh, I just did it because it was my passion and what I loved. And so, uh, so the doors that have opened as I got my degree and then moved into the energy business uh, are way beyond any of my expectations. So I think the opportunity... Um, to grow personally and professionally are, are great. Alright, uh, this is our last question. What um, have it, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs? Follow your passion. Follow your passion. Follow your passion. I mean, that will drive you through high, low times and high times in, in, in your career and in your, in your uh, just your life as a whole. I mean, if, if you're passionate about something it, it isn't work and, and it makes it much easier to deal with with changes. Alright. Alright. Well, I think that concludes our interview with John Stark, uh, President of Conan Eleanor Jack Research. Stark. J- Jack Stark, <laughs> not John Stark. My bad. That's good. I'm President of Conan Eleanor Research. Alright. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to do an interview. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate you. it very much. Alright. Alright. She's smiling back at me. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. I was tears old when John Lennon died Well, I was 23 when George said goodbye Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul, I see Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Greg Hennessy, co-founder and chairman of the board for North Star Caviar. This is Greg Hennessy calling you from Williston, and I am the uh, founder and current chairman of North Star Caviar. The founder? Well, we've got uh, the man who knows pretty much everything about this then. Uh, Let's start off by just tell us a little bit about your business. You know, people think of caviar in North Dakota. I I can't imagine that's uh, um, something that is is known by almost everybody. I mean, are you you guys fine? Do you guys have a, a, a lot of, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, international notoriety? The short answer, Jason, is yes. We have an international reputation, uh, which has been there since our first production year of 93. And the reason for that is we supply the bulk of our wholesale product as opposed to our retail uh, to the Caribbean cruise lines and an even larger percentage uh, of our gross uh, goes to Japan. That's outstanding. Um, how, how long ago did you start this company up? Uh, we did the heavy lifting to get our one-of-a-kind fishing license from the North Dakota legislature in conjunction with Game and Fish. 
uh, back in 1992 legislative session, and uh, we did a startup and first production season in '93. Now you mentioned a specialty license. Um, I, 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 the first question, the reason I stumbled over myself is I was going to say I don't think there's a lot of competition in the state for this. And when you said specialty permit, is it is yours kind of a one of a kind type of a permit, or how, how does that work? Uh, I didn't catch the last part of it, but so far as the history of that license, the 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 background or the historical footnote is. It was illegal at the time that uh, we applied for uh, legislative permission to harvest paddlefish and make the caviar uh, because some Tennessee bootleggers, uh, if I can use the term, were showing up at the Yellowstone, Missouri confluence in uh, the 80s, and they were buying the gut files out of the paddlefish at a garbage barrel and... uh, they got to a point where they were so eager to get those gut piles that they were uh, giving new pickups away to the fishermen in exchange for the fish gut. Uh, whereupon the wardens figured out that these guys were bootlegging uh, the eggs out of the gut piles and making a, more than uh, enough money to buy those pickups. They were bootlegging the paddlefish eggs. That's unbelievable. Um Interesting, interesting. I, I got to tell you, I was not expecting that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the marketplace that you have. I, of course, a lot of people think of the, uh, I think it's the sturgeon or the Russian sturgeon beluga caviar. Um, you, you've got a great account with uh, the cruise line. Uh, talk to me about your particular niche or your particular market share that you've got across the globe. Well, um, the sturgeon story uh, and the Russian product that comes out of the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea uh, traditionally, and I'm talking back to pre-Russian Revolution, uh, the Tsar, etc., centuries ago, there, there were four species of sturgeon. The beluga, which has got an egg berry about the size of double-eyed buck, and then there were three other ones, uh, Savruga, Ocetra, and Golden. And Golden was not allowed outside of the Russian Tsar's court. That didn't even make it to Paris. But it happens that the Sevruga, uh, egg berry, which is about the size of a BB, and it ranges from uh, dark olive green to gray to black, is an identical size to the North American paddlefish. And, in fact, all the blind tastings that we've conducted over time uh, have proven that human taste buds cannot discern the difference between two properly made batches of North American paddlefish and uh, Sevruga sturgeon. And the proof of that is that uh, about 15 years ago, uh, some Russian mafia operating on the East Coast had managed to get a hold of a wholesale lot of uh, North Star caviar. They took it offshore relabeled it as Russian, and brought it back to the Port of Baltimore, whereupon the uh, Fish and Wildlife Service brought down a 25-count indictment in there in the pen. And the only way that they busted them was through DNA. So I spent a little bit of time in Montana last year at the uh, inlet, which is near Sydney, uh, I think... um 
south of Sydney, north of Glendive, and they snag the paddlefish from there uh, as they go, go back to Lake Sakakawea. Do you guys have any sort of um, uh, um, contract or deal or relationship with Montana when it comes to uh, your, your harvesting your eggs? Uh, the, the short answer is that we've worked hand-in-hand uh, hand with them since our startup days. Uh, the turnover on the Glendive Chamber Committee uh, has been higher than what the turnover of our personnel has been for the Friends of Fort Union and the Williston Chamber, who are the two venture partners here. And so we've had, uh, I'm going to say, more consistent management in in our operation but the fact of the matter is uh, that we share the same resource because if you look at it from a cattleman's point of view we've got the nursery and the feedlot in Lake Sapakawea because the dam is on the Missouri garrison but the fish naturally need the spring runoff from the mountain uh, snowpack and it comes down the free-flowing Yellowstone as opposed to the Missouri, which it used to do. Fort Peck screwed that up. But the Yellowstone being free-flowing has sufficient CFS during the spring uh, runoff that it triggers the spawning urge in the paddlefish. And so what they do is they come up out of the feedlot, which is Lake Sapakalia, and they make the corner at the Yellowstone-Missouri confluence, which is where... We have our uh, caviar plant, and they turn the corner and go up the Yellowstone 100 miles to Glendive, and then the Glendive people get a chance at the harvest. And in addition to that, I should mention that we have funded since year one a joint biological study that's conducted by uh, Professor Dennis Starnicki out of University of Idaho at Moscow, Another Russian connection, you might say. Um, but anyway, Dennis has got uh, 40 years into this paper assuring the viability and the long-term sustainability of that fishery. And we also share a quota system with them. When we first started, it was 1,500 fish each, and for the last 10 or 12 years, it's been 1,000 fish each. To listen to the full-length interview with Greg Hennessy, with North Star Caviar, or to listen to other full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. So when you get to thecrudelife.com, check out our social media pages, our past interviews, and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. And I was two years old when John Lennon died Well, I was born near a harvest moon I wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon And I was born on the first day of my life 
Today's music is performed by Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. If you'd like to know more information about Tom Pexcamp, the singer-songwriter, freerockandroll.com. That's freerockandroll.com. Or go to The Crude Life and click on the Musicians tab. Tom Pexcamp. Well, I've told the truth. Yeah, you know that I've lied. You know we do what we do so we can survive And I was two years old when John Lennon died Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Meridian Energy Group in Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. He is a person in this market and now in markets across the country with Hatch Coaching that is revolutionizing the way people approach the business. He's reinventing the way people look at the people model. That's why he brings in hundreds of people from all over the country who are trying to figure out how to do what he's doing in their market. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Steve Tidwell with Tidwell Industries. Steve Tidwell with Tidwell Industries. Thank you for joining the program here today. And boy, I tell you, we were catching up a little bit before we came on air. And, you know, of course, one of the questions you always ask somebody, how's business? And Sounds like you guys are doing pretty darn well. You're expanding. You're opening a second location. So let's uh, let's bring a little bit of our off-the-air conversation right here on the air. What do you say? What's going on in your business? Well, we like I said, we've, we've uh, started that new location in Victoria, Texas. Uh, we got some bigger customers down there, so we're going to cater to those customers. And uh, we've just opened up a new line of products, in this industry that kind of go along with what we do already, which is pretty much restoring something back to its original state or making something ugly, making it beautiful again. These all, these products kind of all line up with that. And we've had some really good success with it, uh, just in the first seven days of this year. So, uh, we're excited looking to grow even more looking probably triple this year. So in addition to, uh, growing, you're, you're adding some services, of course, uh, when we spoke about a year ago, you were mostly doing spill cleanup, that sort of thing for oil spills and 
maybe some uh, uh, industrial type spills, that sort of thing. Uh, just let's take a few seconds here and talk about your business. So am I correct there? And then what services are you adding? Um, I'm kind of partnering up with uh, some other companies that will actually, they'll be going out and doing the work for me. I'll kind of manage the jobs and make sure things are done right and uh, kind of govern that. But I'm probably going to have other companies out there doing the work for me. So with that, I'll be able to offer their services. Um, those services will range anywhere from uh, hauling crude, hauling contaminated soils, uh, first responder stuff. So um, those services will be will be able to offer a pretty wide range of stuff just to cater to the customer. So if the customer has a need, we want to be able to supply that. So I'm able to do that with a group of guys and a group of companies that kind of offer a wide variety of uh, services there. Now, my assumption is, is with the activity down in the Permian, that's why you're moving into Victoria there and looking at most of your business coming from that area. Is there anything, you know, I know there's a lot of construction going on down there too, and industrial Corpus Christi's uh, just booming down there. Is it mostly the oil and gas activity or is there any other uh, industries that you're breaking into? We are mostly oil and gas right now, but... um we're actually making a really hard push into the railroad industry. Although we have done several cleanup jobs uh, for railroad industry, uh, but we're going to really make a really hard push uh, into that in- industry pretty strong. Plus uh, the marine industry, we have a uh, new product now that cleans or brightens aluminum. So we're able to clean aluminum boats going into the horse industry where they have aluminum trailers. We're going to be cleaning these trailers or at least providing a product for them uh, to use. So, um, those are the two new industries that we're getting in brand new industries. And we've already had a big splash. We've already got some sales going for that. So, uh, it's getting exciting. It's going to be a big year for Tidwell industries. I imagine the railroad industry would be a tough nut to crack, but once you get in, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I just know that there's not too many railroad companies. You know what I mean? Correct. Well, we, I actually have a, uh, railroad background. So before, uh, Tidwell Industries and, and my father's company, Daystar Environmental, we actually worked in the railroad uh, industry where we just cut up rail cars for scrap metal. So uh, we kind of have a pretty long contact list in there. So we're just going to attack the ones that we've got and, you know, and expand from there. Talk to me about the expansion down to Victoria, Texas. And you, you mentioned that you're probably even going to move down there and you're living in Louisiana right now, and you might actually swap locations because the the your attention would be needed more there. Is that a fair way to say it? That's correct. There's there's just so much uh, in the oil and gas industry. We're really going to push hard in the plants. All the plants are down on the coast here, and uh, you know you we just got a a lot more action going on over here. So, in order to be able to handle the biggest part, we need to be over there in it. So. We're going to make our home over here and just switch places, have somebody run the Louisiana location. And um, then we're going to try, we're going to spread out from Mississippi to Florida. And then we're even working on, you know, some, some distributors and stuff in uh, California, sub distributors for Tidwell Industries. So are you guys, uh, is your family moving out there too? No, family stays, they're up in North Louisiana where the, where everything started and 
it's kind of got a central location there. So no, I mean, I mean, your uh, your wife, uh, your wife, and and that sort of thing. Yeah, actually, she that's she lives in Victoria, so that's why. Oh, it's I'm able to make that move and make it happen pretty quick. She already lives there. Oh well, that's that's even more incentive to get there. That's probably your number one incentive, huh? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Here we are yeah, talking business, and your wife's are. Where Tidwell Industries can be at. Uh, is she from there? Yes. Oh. Yeah, she's born and raised Texas. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, boy, so you're from Louisiana and you're going to transplant and be in Texas. Is that now? Do you got to go through some sort of initiation through Texas when when you go through that? <laughs> I mean, I I understand Texans love their Texans. <laughs> well, when you marry in, I think you're supposed to bypass those laws there. So maybe we'll yeah. get through there. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, but it certainly sounds like you've got some pretty aggressive plans over the next several years. What I mean, you're talking California to um, Florida and everything down there in the Southern Belt. Uh, what type of timelines are you looking for this next couple of years, or is this a, over the next year? Not. We actually we're making a really hard push for this year. I oh. plan six months into this year. I plan to be at least established in each service industry that we wanted to be in. Uh, that we have a product that's working in. Um, but we're also looking, we have a list of other products that are coming in. So it really just kind of depends on how fast the customers take it and uh, how well they accept it. So Tidwell Industries is known for um, having either the best product or at least having a product that competes with the, with the best product. So uh, we want to keep it that way. And we're going to keep a, a good list of products in that are going to really help the customer. And I think as we start to establish more customers and with a product line, not just one product that does really good, but introduce a product line to customers that are doing the same thing, we're building relationships and it's more uh, acceptable to them to use more products from us. So, um, like I said, we, we plan on to really stretched out pretty good within six months and uh, really make a, a hard fight for next year and to to make ourselves established and as, as far as nationwide, not just uh, Louisiana or South Texas company. So I was going to ask you about uh, something thematic from your company, but it sounds to me like the quality of the premium products would be probably a way to describe what it is that, you know, as far as your products go, as opposed to, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. I, I didn't, do you guys get into the environment much? I know a lot of people lead with that, but I can see where the premium product would be, more of a sought-after industry, and people would just assume that they're already green, I guess, or green enough. Yeah, we we, we do. Our main product is environmentally friendly, and that's a big uh, plus for us. We're able to push. So I always tell my customers, I, I'm not – I am an environmentalist, but I'm also a uh, – I'm also for the customer. To listen to the full-length interview with Steve Tidwell of Tidwell Industries or to listen to other full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links can be found at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio heard on the Crude Life Media Network.
Today's music is performed by Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. If you'd like to know more information about Tom Pexcamp, the singer-songwriter, freerockandroll.com. That's freerockandroll.com. Or go to The Crude Life and click on the Musicians tab. Tom Pexcamp. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch coaching. I got to watch him give a talk at TEDx Brookings. It's been said that if you want to create competition, tell everyone your success. And if you want to create compassion, share your weaknesses. And Eric's somebody that could easily lead with all he's accomplished. To find out more about Hatch coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's Hatch coaching.com or call 701-212-1572 that's 701-212-1572 so here's to all of the good thinkers and here's to the lonely drinker but don't you know let this moment pass. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Mark Eaton, former Utah Jazz Center. Now, you mentioned teamwork and the working relationship between private sector, government sector, and even nonprofit, if you want to throw them in there. And it's almost a teamwork atmosphere to get things done. Uh, Coach Dale Brown and I spoke about uh, longevity within an organization. If you look at boarding organizations historically that have longevity within their administration and coaching, that generally equals success. Uh, Your thoughts on that, and put that into the business world a little bit, how important is longevity in successful business? I think it's very important. If you use the sports metaphor for a minute, um, uh, you look at the great NBA teams, the Lakers and the Celtics, that core group of people does not change very much year after year because it takes a few years to build that rapport and that understanding of each other out there on the court. I think business is much the same way. We unfortunately live in a corporate environment now where people are constantly changing jobs and stepping on each other to try and get ahead. Uh, but the companies that you have a tendency to admire are the ones that do have that longevity, that do have the core group of management, you know, core management team that stays together, the core sales team that stays together, because you learn how to work better together. And if you can understand the concept of teamwork and kind of 
get off of that tangent that, well, I just need to climb on everybody else if I'm going to get my career further ahead and understand the concept that if the team wins, you win, uh, then I think that that bodes well for your long-term success. And I've certainly seen that as I travel around the country and speak to different businesses. The ones that take that attitude and are really there for their teammates uh, and taking care of them and let's, let's work on this together. How can I help you and how can you help me? Uh, seem to have a much happier culture internally in their business and seem to have much greater results from a bottom line perspective than the ones that are constantly changing and moving all the time and mm -hmm. this person goes and that one's coming in and it's just, you know, now we're, we were doing management systems this way, now we're going to do them that way. There's no consistency and continuity and people are just like, I'm just going to show up and put in my eight hours and I'm out of here. Uh, so I think that's the, the, the culture that you have to look at if you're a boss or a CEO. Where, where do you want to go? What, you know, what are your missions and values and what do you, what do you want to stand for at the end of the day? Because your culture is going to have a direct impact on, on what your bottom line is. Coach Dale Brown also said, uh, Coach Wooden from UCLA would not last today because he didn't have his first winning season or had it, it took him 10 years about to get a winning season going and a winning team going and he all, and he thought that was a travesty because of the way people are today for those reasons you just mentioned earlier what, what are your thoughts on that do you think somebody like a uh, uh, are there other John Woodens out there that we'll never get to see because they get cut right away either in business yeah, sports or whatever? I, I think in business and in sports it's win now win now at any cost mm -hmm. and very little time is spent on developing your team, developing your philosophy, developing your players. And I think there's a lot of guys that get sold short and a lot of coaches that get sold short because of that. So Coach John was a perfect example. He spent years building his pyramid of success mm -hmm. and his baseline philosophy of what he came to believe team was all about, uh, and which was evidenced by you know, 10 national championships. Uh, and there's so little tolerance nowadays for let's take this player and let him develop for a couple of years. Let's work with him. Let's assign a special coach to him. Let's really help train him to do his job well. Uh, we, we have a tendency in business now to go from the hiring to the judging space. And uh, there's a great book written a number of years ago by Ken Blanchard called Raving Fans. And he talks about the, the missing component of coaching that people don't spend very much time teaching people how to do their jobs and help them develop and where do you want to go with your career and how can I help you in the context of what we're doing here in this, mm -hmm. this organization so so yeah I, I think that's uh, that's very true and, and unfortunate and um, I, I hope that eventually it'll shift around the other way it's fascinating when you listen to business investors talk about companies are going to they're going to go public or they're thinking about going public uh, the one thing they're always asking is who's on your team who are your teammates and so my best advice would be to find a great team. Find somebody that's really doing it well and go work for them and figure out what it is they're doing before you decide to strike out on your own or do something differently. But uh, the, the one that has the best management team, the happiest employees, that's the person I want to work for. To listen to the full-length interview with Mark Eaton, the former Utah Jazz Center and current professional speaker, or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. To check out our full-length interviews, our social media pages, or our T-shirts for sale, go to thecrudelife.com and play around a little bit. Also, sign up for our newsletter. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. Picking flowers and here's to not letting this moment pass you by.
So here's to the picture that holds us laughing. And here's to the sound of one hand clapping. And here's to not letting this moment pass. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Many's a crooked woman. Diamonds on every hand. Tricking mother for you. Everywhere she lands. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do Put your stuff on the market Or you can make a million too Jump over the candlestick. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. And that concludes this week's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. For a full list of today's guest and interview, visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We'll be back next week on this radio station at this time. For a full list of our radio affiliates and other media partners, please visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and from the staff here at Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we're asking you to be happy, make money, and give back. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Sign on on front porch saying, hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million, too. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies.